Now it's time for the Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, but understands Disney's place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. Come along and hear Dave's thoughts about Walt Disney World and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, mantenganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, today I'd like to talk about Star Wars Weekend. It's one of the truly cool events that uh, Disney puts on every year. Star Wars Weekend is uh, is really something interesting, but talking about it myself really doesn't do it justice. I, I'd like to bring on a guest, and my guest with me today is uh, Lance Tompkins. He's the commanding officer of the Florida Garrison of the 501st, and the 501st, if you're not familiar with it, is a group of uh, people who dress up essentially in Star Wars costumes and, uh, and go out into the park, and uh, they're part of the parade and other things that are going on, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me introduce Lance, and we'll talk about that some more. Lance, how are you doing today? Good. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I'm always fun. It's always fun to talk about Disney and Star Wars is just another passion of mine. So when the two come together, it's like this is awesome. Uh, it, it's really two of the best things. So I can't. You can't really beat it. <laughs> no, you can't. Can you? So it's a, it's an amazing thing that uh, that Disney does, and they've been doing Star Wars weekends since about 1997. I know they had a couple of breaks in between uh, over the years, but uh, since 2004, I believe, they've been doing it regularly every year at the uh, Hollywood Studios, formerly the MGM Studios. They have something called Star Wars Weekend. Traditionally, it's four weekends, so a weekend being Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where they basically op- uh, put a layer over the uh, a, a cover over the whole park where it becomes a Star Wars themed park essentially um, so you have the rebel Alliance side and you have the uh, the uh, the Sith side and it's really kind of a neat thing that they do and it's just it's just so amazing that they put it together and they invite people to come and cosplay essentially where they can dress up in costumes can you tell me a little bit about what you do and how you uh, how you got involved and what you're doing with it okay well um I actually got involved with the 501st Legion, uh, we're the bad guys, we're the Imperials, and our sister organization, the Rebel Legion, uh, they do all the good guys of the saga. Um, got started back in well, 2008, uh, just wanted to build a costume at a, we were a smaller group back then, right now the Florida Garrisons, we're over about 400 members, just in Florida alone, so we're a pretty big group here, but um it was awesome just to get involved with it, and I got sucked in, and it was the nicest group of people I've ever met. And we just happened to uh, participate in Star Wars Weekends, which is a nice little plus uh, living in Florida. And we also welcome a lot of outside members from other garrisons outside the state as well to come on down and march with us on Disney. So it's a really great time. And from there, I've, I've was just a member, and then I became a uh, liaison between the two groups, and from there I was a squad leader, and from there I became the executive officer of the Florida Garrison, and for the past three years, I've been the uh, commanding officer of the Florida Garrison. 
That's really cool. And, you know, when I'm listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's interesting how you have these hierarchies and you kind of build it up. It's, it's almost like it's the Imperial group together, right? It is. It, it's based off uh, what you would say military, where you have your squads, you have your garrisons, and you have your outposts. It's, it's pretty cool. And it kind of fits together with, the, you know, the, the idea of being an Imperial army, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah. it kind of works. That's, that's pretty neat. And um, you were saying you march, and that's one of the really neat things about the um, Star Wars weekend. One of the events that they have is a, a daily parade. And uh, the parade includes Jedi Mickey and some other, some other uh, uh, costume characters. And, of course, the 501st Legion marching in the parade. That's one of those great moments when you see this large number of people marching down uh, um, Hollywood Boulevard there um, and uh, just going along. And it's, it's really pretty amazing. Um, this- it is, and our numbers have boomed recently um, to the point where Disney's finally had to cap us. We're like, look, we can't take you all in. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Um, it has. Before we had to cancel, we were supposed to march on Sundays, and we had to cancel because we just didn't get more than 40 members who were able to make it out to the event. I mean, the- granted, this is going back to like 2004, 2005. Um, we've been marching with Star Wars Weekend since 2004. Wow. That's, that's amazing. You know, it's just, it's really neat because if you're ever standing in the crowd and you see all these, um, these, uh, people marching by, that's all the 501st or mostly the 501st Legion going by. And it's really just, it's an incredible thing because you see every, pretty much most characters from the Imperial side represented in there. I, you know, you see from everything from bounty hunters to, uh, to stormtroopers to clone troopers to, uh, yeah, imperial officers to anything, pretty much. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's remarkable. I always I always find it interesting when I see people go by. It's like you know you just kind of go wow. Um, and that's what we aim for. <laughs> that means we're doing our job <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, as a guest, the the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, how does Disney get all these people here? And then I realized, oh wait, it's a group of people that come together and actually do this. And that that makes it actually a little bit more. I think it's actually fun as it is, but that just makes it a little bit more compelling and interesting, right? Because now you realize there's this group of people who really enjoy it so much that they do it every year. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that makes it just that much more interesting because the event itself is just – it's a spectacular event that I think is just so well thought out. Oh, it is. It brings so many people together yearly from all across. I mean I know people who come from Australia just for this event, London. Um, you know, They come all over the world just for Star Wars weekends. So it's awesome how it brings everyone together. It's uh, and all different types of fandom, different levels. You don't have to be the super fan who has a costume. You can just be the casual fan, or just be oh, I've seen the movies a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everyone's welcomed, and it's a great time to showcase Star Wars. Yeah, and um, I'll, I'll add here. You know, there there are. I've had the question a few times: Can I dress up for Star Wars weekend? The the short answer is yes. Um, Disney basically encourages you to go ahead and dress up and come in. I mean, they have some; they'll they'll monitor you as you come through the gate and see if you know your your costume is too good, and they might tell you to you know to tone it down, um, or if you match a character that they already have in the park. But for the most part, you can dress up and enjoy it. And most of the time, they'll tell you you can't wear a mask uh, in the parks. But in this case, they kind of uh, ease that restriction depending on the kind of mask you're wearing. Um, it's just an amazing thing that Disney does that they in- encourage people to dress up. Now, as for me, I don't like to dress up, but I wear a stormtrooper shirt as I walk through the park and, you know, I, I got it going on. So I'm, I'm doing my part, I guess. Um, but everybody takes it their own way and you can, you can dress up, not dress up. You could even not be a star Wars fan and just wander through the parks and kind of admire the specter of it because it's just so amazing and so different from anything you might've seen. Oh yeah. And 
it's only one time a year. Well, now it's five time or uh, five weekends, so they've extended it this year, which is really nice. And I believe it covers Father's Day, if I'm not mistaken, this oh, year. Wow. Okay. So, you know, great opportunity to take your dad out or have your kids take you out. Yeah. If you're uh, <laughs> depending on which age group you're in, all all three generations could go out. That's good too. Um, and you can kind of enjoy it. Uh, you know, the the interesting thing is it's not just – so it's not just dressing up and seeing this. Um, Disney does a job of putting together their own characters. So you've got the uh, the Darth Vaders and the Darth Mauls and the some of the characters that are there. They have somebody dressed up like Princess Leia and sometimes Chewbacca and other characters. And you can get autographs and pictures with all of them. Um, I've seen other Jedi there at different times. Um, you know, it depends on, depends on the day, I guess, and who they have. But – Traditionally, you'll see pretty much anybody you can think of as a, as a basic character uh, there signing autographs and taking pictures. And it's, it's really pretty neat that they do that. And, you know, you have an opportunity to kind of encounter some of these guys. And it's, you know, when you stand in line and you see Darth Vader, it's cool. Because Darth Vader is just like he's this big hulking figure. And they did a nice job of casting whoever's in that costume. It's just great. You know, you really feel like you're there with Darth Vader, and he does some some things to make you believe he's Darth Vader. Same thing with Darth Maul. You know, he'll give you the the the, the stink eye, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's really pretty neat to be able to see these characters out there. It is, and they, the casting work they do for their uh, cast members is amazing. You know, we have um, in the Rebel Legion side, we actually do have Wookies that we march. Um, Chewbacca is Disney's Chewbacca, and. Uh, our Wookiees are walking on top of uh, paint buckets okay. for our stilts to get above seven foot. Their Chewbacca, that's all him. So, I mean, that's their amazing. casting is spot on, and they they have that attitude about him, too, like you said. It really brings the character to life. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen Chewbacca come out, and he'll do things that you've seen Chewbacca do in the films. You know, sort of the arm-raising thing and the way he gets people riled up a little bit. It's very clever. Um, mm-hmm. it's a great job of casting. I mean, that's, that's gotta be great seasonal work. If you, uh, if you happen to be the right uh, character to be able to play there, um, <laughs> to be able to have some fun with it, <laughs> but it's, it's neat. And not only that, um, they do the Jedi training Academy that now is expanded out into most of the year. So you see that, uh, most of the year now. Um, but they also do, uh, some other events where they have, uh, showcases and discussions and forums and different things where they talk about the star Wars universe and that's pretty incredible. I mean, each one of those is kind of unique and interesting, and you never know quite who's going to be there on the stage giving the talk. Um, you know, it's, it's generally X, Y, and Z people. You kind of know who some of the people are, but there's usually a surprise character who shows up or a surprise person who shows up um, to kind of be there. Or it feels like it's a surprise. I know some people would be in the know and, and know who's there, but it's always interesting. And then they do have celebrities come into the, uh, to the park as well, people who are actually have acted in the movies or in the uh, cartoons or have done the voice acting. Uh, in the cartoons. And those are always interesting too, because you can actually meet these people. You can get a, um, a fast pass essentially to go and see them and uh, get an autograph, spend a couple minutes with them. And it's really pretty incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, that's one of the things that I actually enjoy doing. I I don't actually get the fast passes to go and see them, but a lot of times they have them in a, in an area that's sort of, it's outside and you can kind of get close enough to kind of overhear part of the conversation while someone else is in the fast pass line. And you get the chance to, to kind of like, you're not interacting with them, but you're seeing them interact with people. And there's something kind of neat about that because you get a chance to see who the person is. Um, and you see a couple of different people walk up to them and, and talk to them. I, I saw Ray Park one year. This is my, one of my favorite stories. He's, he, some kid walks up and he's like, hey, can I show you a magic trick? And he's playing magic tricks, card tricks on Ray Park. Ray Park, of course, played Darth Maul in the movies. And it was just like, I'm sitting there watching going, wait, what's going on there? That's kind of funny. 
um, it was just so weird and so wonderful um, to see him interacting. And he's, he, was, he was mesmerized by the kid doing magic tricks. And you just don't see those kinds of things sometimes. Uh, I just, you know, I find that to be fascinating. I know you've, uh, you've, you know, you've been around for a while. So you have any interesting stories you can tell about, uh, about the parades or any of the things you've seen? Well, um, things I've seen. Well, a lot of it is, like you said, um, getting up and being able to see the celebrities um, firsthand, whether they're at their signings or whether they're doing a show, um, getting a feel for their personality. Uh, Ray Park is absolutely amazing. Like you said, he is he's great with the fans. He, you know, he'll stand out. There was one time, um, one of my, uh, uh, troopers was, uh, waiting in line for, cause to get a fast pass ticket, sometimes you have to get there at the wee wee hours of the morning. Yeah. About six o'clock folks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he's waiting there and I guess, uh, that year Ray Park's line was capped pretty early and he drove by, I think he walked by, he said about like five o'clock and saw everyone in line and just started signing stuff right there. He didn't have to. He just wanted to. Um, so you get to kind of get a lot of their personality. Now, backstage 501st, we do have our share of fun waiting <laughs> to go on and uh, get in the motorcade. Um, usually we are there about 9 o'clock, and the parade starts anywhere. It fluctuates year to year between 11 and 12. So we're okay. usually backstage a good portion of the time just getting ready in costume and, you know, like anything in the, as I say, in the showbiz, uh, you hurry up to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we do a lot of that. And in Florida, the weather can change on a dime, as you well know. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty like that today, today, too. Rainy all day, a little sun and back to rain. Well, there's... One thing funny about just waiting out there, waiting for step off, and it just pours out of nowhere, and then just have a whole bunch of stormtroopers literally singing in the rain. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so we make the light of it, you know. When we gotta stand back there in the heat and whatnot for so many hours, uh, you know, we always goof around and we have a fun time with it too. So that's always a makes memorable stories. No, absolutely, and I think that's that's one of the cool things about it is that you know. You, it's you. You come up with a story because you're you're there and you're experiencing it and you're doing different things. In in some small way, you're a part of the magic because you know people see you as you know as characters in the, from the from the movies, and it just makes it that much more real. And from that perspective, it just makes it interesting. You know, I'm sure for you, you've got you know you can kind of remember, hey, this was kind of fun and whatever. There is there is nothing like when as soon as that front gate opens and we step out and we see just a line of people. There's not a feeling like that in the world. <laughs> it's amazing. No, yeah, that's a great point because I, you know, I remember being a cast member, and I remember doing, you know, different duties you'd have and different things you'd do. There were times when you'd step out on the stage because everything's on stage. You'd uh, you'd walk out there and there'd be like a line of people, and you'd just be like, you know, you feel like you're the celebrity, and it's just really neat, and you're there to entertain in some way or enlighten or do something, right? You're a part of it. You're a part of it in some way, and it was always kind of neat to just be able to step out like that and have a little fun with it. Oh, yeah. Let's see. So, all right, I, I got to ask the question. Which one is your favorite Star Wars movie? Now we're getting to the hard questions. Yeah, now. I figured I'd, you know, I'd just go right, 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 right home with that question. <laughs> <sighs> you know, as a young kid, I would have to say Return of the Jedi, but as I aged, it was definitely Empire Strikes Back. Interesting. Okay. For me, um, it's... it's I go, I go back and forth between Empire Strikes Back and A New Hope. Uh, you know, I just, I really like the original movie. I, you know, I saw it many, many times when it first came out. Um, and I've seen it a bunch of times since, and I still love the way they developed the characters. 
but Empire Strikes Back had so much action and so many things happening. So I, you know, I kind of lean that way a little bit, but it's a, it's a tough one. It Uh, is. Because, you know, realistically, they're all good in their own ways. I mean, you know, the way they develop up the characters and things happen, perhaps with one exception, but I won't mention that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone tends to forget that one. Yeah, there were only five movies, right? Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, uh, you know, I know for me, I'm looking forward to the the new film because I think the storyline can continue in a a tremendous way. So I look forward to seeing what uh, what J.J. Abrams and uh, and the and the Disney Company and Lucasfilm and however you want to put it together come up with for uh, for this next film because I think there's a great opportunity there to to help you know extend the storyline and make it make it more real. There is, and <clears throat> Disney's really doing wonderful things, um, reinventing the Star Wars name. Not that it needed it, but just breathing a whole bunch of more new life into it and new areas that we never thought possible. I mean, now we're getting a Star Wars movie a year, mm-hmm. whether it's a uh, sequential movie or the spin-off movie um yeah. or then we also have disney rebels on uh disney xd right. and that show's taken off and it's getting good in the later i um, saw the trailer for season two and i'm pumped about that one now yeah yeah exactly i mean i, I just saw that too and i was like wow this is gonna be great mm-hmm. and you know i think they've um i think over the last Five to seven years, I think some of the some of the games they put out and some of the the stories they put out that kind of relate back to the Star Wars universe have been great. I know some of them were pre Disney, but that's okay. It kind of um, you know kind of fits in there that you know they're taking it and kind of working through the the process of making something that's that's grander. You know, it, it has its own, it has a life of its own, and it just continues to grow um, and develop into something even even better. And there's there's no clue where Disney's going to take it from here. I mean they they've done amazing things already with it. Um, one of the most, uh, amazing things was I actually just learned, um, thanks to celebration this, uh, a week ago, uh, they had that, an actual, uh, what was it? BB eight, the new droid from the, uh, force awakens. Yes. Disney developed that technology just to have him as an actual robot in the movie. So, I mean, that right there blew my mind that they created technology just to have a character in the movie instead of just doing green screen like it was done in the prequels. Yes, exactly. That that's that's fascinating to me because I saw that and I was like, I had a moment where I had to like, you know, raise one eyebrow and go, wait, is that right? Did, did I understand that correctly? <laughs> because you know, I thought maybe somebody was just pulling my leg, you know, that sort of a thing. Then you go, no, that's what they actually did. That's really cool that they took the time and effort to do it. And it just goes to show there's no bounds to uh, to where Disney is going at this point. You know, there's there's a lot of rumors about what's going to happen with the Star Wars themed land at the Hollywood Studios or whatever it's going to be called because it's going to be renamed. And um, I think there's a tremendous opportunity to create more Star Wars immersion um, throughout the uh, throughout that studios or whatever it's going to be called. Um, and whatever that is is great. I think that's I think that's just tremendous. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure they're gonna do it. And it, when they do it, they're I mean, I know they they said they were going to do it previously, and then they kind of took a hiatus from it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I agree with because now they can add more of the new movie into it. And I, I really feel that's why they took that little break. Like, well, hold on. Let's, we have a movie coming out soon. Let's wait. You know, they want to incorporate that more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is Star Wars Weekends coming up. So there's no telling what you may see. It's this Star Wars Weekends with this new movie on the horizon. So oh, definitely. Yeah. Stay tuned and, uh, you know, watch, watch the, uh, if you can make it to Star Wars Weekend, get to, get to some of the events where they talk about, you know, some of the things they do different shows that they have going on because they talk about a lot of the movies or the productions that are coming up and they, you never know, they may announce it at some point. Um, 
it's hard to say, but it's possible. And, you know, stay tuned to, uh, to some of the, if you can't make it to Star Wars Weekend, stay tuned to some of the boards and some of the different uh, sites out there because you'll probably hear about it, you know, through those sites as well uh, very quickly afterward. You know, kind of shifting gears just slightly when um, the, the new movie, uh, Tomorrowland, when they started talking about um, that movie coming out, uh, you know, there was a couple of trailers and they built a little hype around it. Then they go, OK, we're going to have a second trailer. But to see the second trailer, we're going to put it in the uh, in Epcot over at the uh, um, the Imagination Pavilion where Captain EO used to play. And they were just running it throughout the day. And it's like, oh, that's fascinating that they're doing that. And they built a lot more hype. Then they released it to the general public, you know, after a week or so. And I'm like, huh. That's really cool that they're doing that, and they, you know, they've kind of taken it up, you know, taken it inward, and said, "Hey, why not put it in Epcot, which is sort of the idea behind, you know, Tomorrowland, sort of, kind of. Um, why not put it there?" And I was like, "Hmm, okay. So if that's a if that's a formula that they're starting with, then certainly Star Wars Weekend would be a place where you might see some Star Wars announcements potentially." I definitely agree. There, it seems lately they are putting more of their movies into the park, or they're doing special things at the park advertising. I mean, we had the Avengers monorail for the first Avengers movie. Right. Um, well, I think it was when uh, Monsters University came out, they projected uh, a mic on top of the uh, Epcot ball. Right, right. Um, so they're doing a lot more of that, too. And, uh, you know, with the new movie coming out, I'm surprised you won't see a little more uh, Imperial activity around Hollywood Studios area. Yeah, you might. That'd be pretty cool. You know, that, that, it seems to me that, that that's a winner right there, right? Great opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have the audience there who's going to love it and going to eat it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, that, you know, that, that reminds me, I didn't even mention this, but there is a ton of Star Wars-themed merchandise that's available for sale. Um, at the, How can uh, we forget the merch? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's one of the most important things. It's all about bottom line for Disney and all about the fan experience for us that we get to get some good stuff. So it's really neat the uh, the kinds of things that they roll out. They have uh, they have several different shops that are set up around. One of the biggest shops uh, has a ton of stuff in it. I don't know where they're putting it this year. I know in previous years it had been over in the uh, one of the uh, one of the old studios that they had opened up and uh, let people come in and you know uh, browse around. And they had some different retailers in there and so forth that were selling some things. And it's just a, an amazing assortment of Star Wars themed merchandise. Um, just incredible. Yeah, this year I think the layout, um, from what I know, is going to be a little bit different than years past with the uh, closing of the Backlot Tour and right. with uh, the old theater where they used to show the uh, Stars of the Saga shows and all that is now frozen. So they're moving all the Star Wars shows over to where they do the Beauty and the Beast show. So things are kind of swapping around a bit this year. So definitely my recommendation for anyone coming there is uh, grab a map right away so you know what's going on where because it's switching up from years past. Yeah, I mean, I'd been there many times over the years, and every time it was like sort of laid out the same, couple of subtle changes, but this time it feels like it's a little more wholesale changes. So Mm -hmm. I'll be grabbing a map too when I go, that's for sure. (laughs) Plus they make good souvenirs. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's always a good thing to have. You got got the Mickey Mouse map. He's Mickey Mickey is a Jedi, so always a good thing to have. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's it's neat. I mean, it's I just find you know I find it I find it interesting that you've got all these things, you've got all this all this stuff happening. You've got the you know the the uh, they talk about the different movies and shows. We talked we talk about the um, the little uh, theater where they they talk about different things. And they have discussions and they'll have panels and they'll have people talking about Star Wars and sometimes they answer fan questions too, which is kind of fun because you never know what fans are going to ask. You know, it's it kind of takes it takes it down a path that's that's kind of fun. And uh, I was going to say, but about the uh, merchandise, I just find the merchandise, you know, there's just so much of it and so many things that you can pick up because you can get pins 
or you can get uh, different types of uh, um, mugs if you want, or you could get uh, uh, sweatshirts, or you can get uh, some, uh, they, they do the lightsabers, of course, over at the, uh, the Tatooine Traders, and they, they expand that selection away, along the way. So there's really a lot of things that you can pick up, and it really makes it that much more interesting because you have something that you can take home with you to remember Star Wars weekend. It's, it's the largest celebration of Star Wars, aside probably from the convention um, that they do. Uh, but this one's local for us in, in Florida, so we get a chance to go to it. And five weeks long. And five weeks long, right. <laughs> Goods and bads go with that, I know. See, I only go for one day a year. <laughs> I don't go for all 15. So, um, yeah, it makes it a little challenging, I'm sure, to uh, to make it out there every time and be a part of it you know, consistently. But in a good way. Yeah, it's definitely because uh, they have us there every day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for all five weeks. They have us marching in the parade, mm. which is great to be. But it's also kind of good in the case that some members can't make it to all of them. Right. So we switch up our parade lineup. Each parade is going to be different on You're going to see different characters each day or different numbers of characters. So it kind of keeps it fresh and new, too, on our side. That's kind of neat, too, because then it's just a little bit different. It keeps it, uh, yeah, keeps it fresh and new. That's exactly it. It's cool. I mean, you know, I, I look forward to, to making it up there and, you know, and checking it out this year just to see what's different. Because, you know, like I say, there's some subtle differences every year. You'll see you know, different characters. One thing I noticed a few years ago, I went up and I remember that, you know, many of the characters had their meeting areas and they had, I guess it was more than a few years, they had their meeting areas. But the meeting areas were just sort of there, right? It wasn't anything interesting. But now they all have these, these props, these sets that they stand in. So when you take a picture with them, it's almost like you're in the Star Wars universe. And that that makes it uh, that makes it just a little bit better too, uh, that you're you're actually there with them in the set. One of the bigger lines besides Vader, because Vader is in his uh, little uh, chamber from uh, Episode Three, right. is always Chewbacca and the Ewoks next to that speeder bike across from Star Tours. Because mm-hmm. you get the feeling of being an Endor almost with the trees around them. Um, so it's kind of kind of neat. That's right. I forgot about the Ewoks being there too. Yeah, they always they always show up there in that spot. I did forget about that. How did I forget that? <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> Only so much I can remember at one time, I guess. There is a lot to go on in that time. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and it's just, it's, it's just so, so neat. It's, it's funny because I've taken um, – I've been there a bunch of times. I've taken one of my sons a couple of times, and my other son keeps complaining to me that he's never made it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to take you next time. So that'll, that's on my, on my bucket list to take my other son because he complains about it a lot. He's been to other <laughs> events with me. <laughs> so it's, you know, there's a trade-off in there somewhere. Can you tell me a little bit more about the 501st Legion and, and uh, what, its, what its mission is, what you guys do? Sure. Um, well, we are primarily a costuming group. Uh, obviously, Star Wars costuming, uh, needless to say. But uh, one of the benefits that makes us so unique and so different from other costuming groups out there is the fact that we focus on charity work and charity aspects and raising money for select charities. Um, we do different events throughout the year in Florida alone it seems like every weekend there's an event going on multiple places across the state we're very busy especially in the orlando area in south florida jacksonville tampa bay and even over near pensacola um we range in from we do children's hospital visits uh, we work with different uh, types of societies to raise money for their fundraisers uh, we partner with uh, with lucasfilm just did a force for change J.J. Uh, Abrams did that a while ago, and we've been working with them as well, um, promoting that charity, which is uh, with UNICEF. So a lot of the n- troops and events are for charity, and people are like, well, how do we get you guys to an event? And we do have a 
event request section on our boards, um, w.501st.com. And we can, we do anything from businesses to little, uh, kids' birthday parties. Um, the only thing, and we don't charge for appearances, all we ask is you make a donation in our name to whatever donation you see fit. So that's, it's awesome to be able to dress up as something Star Wars, something you love, and do something good with it, and see the smiles on people's faces. And that's really why we do it. That's really cool. You know, I think that's that's one of the things that captured my attention and why I was why I reached out to you in the first place because I, you know, I I totally respect the fact that you guys do something for a greater good in some way. You're having fun, but there's a greater good in, in mind. Um, right. And I, I think that's a tremendous thing. And um, you know, I, I totally respect that. And you know, I, I highly recommend people check it out. You know, go to the website and uh, uh, check it out and see what see what they're all about. Um, it's really an interesting thing. I mean, there's a lot of things to that you can learn about. Uh, you know, the Star Wars universe too. It's it's a neat place to go. So, and then we have the uh, on the flip side we have the Rebel Legion. That's our uh, for the rebels for any like Luke, Leia, all those costumes. So if you want to be a good guy, you got to go check them out too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Who wants to be a good guy? I mean, come on. <laughs> you get a lightsaber with it. <laughs> okay, I guess that's kind of cool. You know, and Mace Window, he's pretty cool. You know, I guess I could go with that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but armor is always where it's at. I yeah. may be a little bit biased. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. Okay, so what kind of people are in the uh, 501st? Uh, we have, uh, it ranges from your uh, teachers, lawyers, politicians, law enforcement officers, military, current and former military, um, store clerks, you name it. There is someone in that profession in the 501st Legion. And what's nice about that is we see all different types of walks of life coming together, together over the common bond and love of Star Wars, which is just to me, that is amazing just to see that alone, how we can all work together and we get along, hang out, dress up, and have a fun time. I'm um, sure you do. I, you know, I can imagine that that's, it's just a fun time. And do you guys, you guys get together afterwards, too, and hang out for a while or, you know, just get together for the event? Oh, I mean, the, yeah, no, usually we have our what we call troops um, at the event. And then after that, we usually either go out to lunch or dinner, depending on what time of day it is. And uh, just kind of all hang out and hang out together outside of costumes. We can actually communicate and not be like, what did you say? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> That's um, pretty neat. Yeah, we usually all go out to dinner or if there's a random outing we would have planned throughout the day that's not Star Wars related. Um, like during Food and Wine Festival at Epcot, we'll have a Epcot Food and Wine Fest day where groups of us get together and just go and do that. That's cool. Um, so we have a lot of different non-Star Wars activities within the group as well, just a community bond. That's very cool. You know, I think that makes it a little more, a um, little bit more interesting in, the, in terms of the organization itself that, you know, you guys, are, it's not quite like a fraternity, but it's almost like a fraternity. Um, right, exactly. I mean, it, I could say it can be compared to it just because of that brotherhood kind of sisterhood mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, we all do look out for each other and it is a very tight-knit group. Um, I've never had a better group of friends than, you know, in this. It's just, such a great group because we all have that one common passion and it is a passion for us. That's cool. Yeah, I guess it would have to be if you're going to if you're going to create a um a realistic costume and wear it, um it's got to be a passion. You must you must really have a love for it. Um you know, I like to think of myself as a fan of the films, but I don't know that I have quite that passion, but I can appreciate that passion in other people because I think it's just cool that you guys do it 
and you know you have that much that much love for it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, you put a lot into building the costumes. That's for sure. You put a lot of your own time and in, into it, and it kind of makes the costume more you you. So that's pretty awesome in that sense. Where and each costume is built differently too. So. And that's neat. Yeah, and that's that's something I, I kind of noticed. You know, you observe it as the parade goes by. You kind of look, and you you see that costumes are all a little bit different. You know, some of them are subtle, but it, they're different from each other. But yet they're the same. You know, it, it, you can tell that they're all the same character, but they're just like the stormtroopers, especially. There's just some subtle differences in them where you can tell that there's there's a quality to it that makes it your own. Um, mm-hmm. That comes through, and I, I think that's kind of neat, actually. And, uh, I mean, we always try to raise the bar when it comes to our costume quality because, obviously, you know, Star Wars Weekend isn't just a local show. It's a world showcase, you know. It's on YouTube then, well, not even the next day, like the next second. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's instantly <laughs> uploaded. Yep. <laughs> it's... Uh, we really do want to put our best foot forward and look really sharp in our costumes and give uh, Disney that really good look they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I, I find it interesting. A lot of the guys, they take, you know, they take it a little bit further. If they're a, somebody who works, you know, they're supposed to be a desert trooper. They're, they've got some uh, some marks on there that look like they've been in the desert. Some of them have battle scars, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. You know, so there's some really neat things. It's a lot of personalization that goes into that to make it their own. Um, and uh, I think that's that's just tremendous. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of uh, scary at times when I can see a sea of white stormtroopers and I can pick out who's in what costume <laughs> standing next to each other. I'm like, I know them way too well. <laughs> that's Jimmy and that's Billy and that's Tommy and that's Tammy and <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we have um, males and females dressing up as these stormtroopers too. So that's always a fun game to play as they walk by. Which one's a guy? Which one's a girl? Because sometimes I guarantee you, you probably won't be able to tell. No, I. You know, you, I, I assumed that was the case, you know, just, just knowing the, what the organization is. I assumed that was the case, but I could never tell, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, once in a while you get somebody who's maybe a little bit taller and maybe a little bit, a little bit huskier, let's say. Um, so mm-hmm. you're pretty sure that that's a guy, but otherwise, meh, nah, I couldn't tell. <laughs> yep, and that, that's kind of a good thing, too, is uh, with the group at marching, you know, you can have males and females there. Because we get a lot of girls who are like, oh, I want to do this, but I can't be a stormtrooper. Well, yeah, you can. Because who's going to know? In a sense, exactly. Right? <laughs> and they always like, really, I can? And they light up and it's like, of course. And then, you know, we talk to them more. And next thing you know, they're a, they're a new member. <laughs> wow. That's cool. That's that's really neat. It's it's neat to be able to uh, to draw people in like that and have that camaraderie and the friendship and, you know, uh, be able to get people in. I, you know, it's, I, think, I think that's an incredible thing. It is. And... <laughs> Like I said, it's just a really close-knit community of people and sharing the same love. Neat. Um, how does Is it possible for someone to become a member of either one of the organizations? That- yeah. Um, to join our club, it's pretty easy. We don't have, like, annual fees. A lot of people ask, oh, is there something I have to pay for yearly? No, no annual fees. All you have to do is be above the age of 18 and have a screen-accurate costume. Okay. And that's it. That's pretty cool. That makes Those it pretty simple. No. That's pretty straightforward. And if you're under 18, we have a, a program called the Galactic Academy. Okay. And uh, it's kind of a like an intro course if you're under the age of 18 into the 501st. You know, you need a Star Wars costumes, of course. Um, but it's a, it's a pretty good group. And we sometimes, you know, a lot of those groups are for like if you're a member and you have a kid or you have a kid who wants to be a member down the road, we always encourage them to join the Galactic Academy. Mm, that's cool. 
it's a neat idea. And that way, you know, that way you can kind of grow into it and learn from it, be a part of it. That's, that's pretty neat. You know, you don't want to leave anybody out. Um, right. <laughs> especially, especially kids who, who are really into the Star Wars thing. I mean, I, I can only imagine if they'd have had Star Wars when I was little, you know, something like this when I was little and had the opportunity to dress up, I probably would have gone nuts. <laughs> but I would have loved it myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you love it now. So it's a great thing. I'm, you know, but it's, uh, it's really cool. I mean, you know, it's, it's a really neat thing to be able to do that. I mean, cause I, I know a lot of kids, you know, I, my kids are of the age where I know a lot of their friends are into Star Wars. And I'm like, wow, you know, you're like middle school age and whatever, and you love Star Wars. That's incredible to me, um, given the fact that the first movie came out, you know, 40 years ago-ish. So mm-hmm. it's just incredible that it's that it's had that staying power. I know there's been other things happening since then, but that they know enough about those movies to, to enjoy them. Um, that's incredible. It is a... One quote I heard is that Star Wars will always stand the test of time. It's just it has never failed. It's always been around. Mm-hmm. And now that Disney's got it and they're doing new stuff, it's only going to guarantee that it continues. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think it just continues to grow and something something neat comes of it um, at this point. It's just it's just an amazing thing. The franchise has just done remarkably well. Hey, I got to ask you a question. You know, kind of back to the movies for a second. So mm-hmm. on the on the you know the first three the episodes four, five, and six. The first three movies. I was. I never know how to address that. Um, <laughs> so the middle three movies. So you like the original theatrical release, or do you like the enhanced version better? Another tough question. Yeah, I, I like to pepper them in here once in a while. You know, just to make it interesting. Hey, it keeps me on my toes. I like that. You know, just throw them out there once in a while. You know, I'm just saying. Um. um ooh. See me. You know, I have to go original. That's I'm with you because I think the original versions because they really do stand the test of time. I love what George Lucas did for the enhanced versions. I do, but I think the originals they still stand up so well, and they they still tell the story in a very concise way using the technology that was available 40 years ago. It it, may, it blows my mind the way they produced them with that with that technology. Like it was just so light years light years ahead of (laughs) the time for that production and with such a low budget they had for a new hope Mm -hmm. um that always blew my mind but it's just the original ones are just home for me with the grainy film and everything you know the Mm -hmm. that's just home Mm -hmm. i I would i would say instead of light years it's 12 parsecs you know ah good point yeah Yeah, just thought (laughs) i'd say you know just thought i'd throw that in there (laughs) <laughs> and just so we're clear about that Greedo shot first, but that's a whole other story. Oh, oh of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody who's a Star Wars geek knows exactly what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> no, very cool. You know, Lance, I really do appreciate you coming on and you know telling us a few stories about uh, Star Wars Weekend and kind of explaining what uh, what the five hundred first is all about because I, th- I think there's some really really neat things that are going on there. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you in the parade this year. Um, of course, it's my pleasure, and we're looking forward to seeing you all too. Excellent! You know, uh, wave and cheer as the as the parade goes by. I think that I think you guys would probably enjoy that a lot, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. We do kind of like that. Yeah, it works for us. It gives you that little bit of energy. You know, people are paying attention and they're enjoying it. Just a little pep in the step. <laughs> pep in the step, nice. <laughs> so, Star Wars weekend start up uh, June. No, I guess it starts May fifteenth. Is the first one. I'm sorry. Yeah, May 15th. Mm-hmm. May 15th is the first one, so it goes May 15th, May 22nd, May 29th. Uh, that'd be June's 4th? Um, June 5th is the Friday. Okay, June 5th, is the, June 5th and then uh, June uh, June 12th. So there you go. There's your there's your five weekends. That's incredible that there's five weekends this year. 
Five weekends of Star Wars goodness. It's excellent. So it's uh, Friday from 9 a.m. until uh, park close, and then Saturday, same thing. Um, and, uh, you know, you get, you get the Star Wars goodness, you get the, uh, the light show, I guess it's a fireworks show now at the end of the, uh, at the end of the day, um, instead of hyperspace hoopla, which I always enjoyed, but that's okay. The fireworks show is still pretty good. And, uh, you get, you get a little bit of everything, um, get to enjoy your, get your geek on and enjoy some Star Wars. And, oh, I, I almost forgot to mention this. One of the tips I like to give people is don't, uh, don't be too late getting there because the, uh, the, uh, storming the entrance is one of the cool things that happens where there's uh, stormtroopers near the entrance. Sometimes they're on the, above the, uh, the ticket uh, booths and sometimes they're down on the ground. But they're there and they're uh, interacting with you and have a little funny play they do as, they're, as you're coming into the park. So don't miss out on that. So there you go. All right. Well, Lance, thank you for coming on the podcast today. And I appreciate it. That's my pleasure. May the force be with you. And also with you. <laughs> and remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View Podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there... Please check out some of our affiliates. You'll also find links to Dave's iPhone and iPad apps. There's an app for pin trading, one for finding hidden Mickeys, and an app for finding and tracking pressed pennies around the Walt Disney World Resort. And you never know just what Dave is working on next. If you have questions, feel free to drop Dave an email at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Original music you're hearing in this podcast is Oslo Doom by Gilberto Gil. Of course, this is a fan podcast and in no way affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. 